Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Fourth and Inches podcast with your hosts Stuart Love, Sukdeep Pune, and Gareth Howells. How are you, boys, doing today? Excited, absolutely excited. I love a mock draft. <laughs> he does love a mock draft. <laughs> he loves a mock yes. draft. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Me, I, I love nothing in life more than to speculate on things. So, yeah, I love a mock draft as well. But um, give it, give give it. I don't know. I was going to go over the next hour or so. Then it, mine's going to be completely different because I'm going to get insecure and fearful of being wrong. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Gareth, how's um, CD? Is uh, Willie McGuinness and uh, ha, uh, Baha Clinton <laughs> getting on in your Welsh Look, league? <laughs> we've moved on from that. All right, <laughs> we've moved on. From that. If you must know. If you must know, then I, I have made inquiries with the Millennium Stadium um, and they, they, they're not interested in the slightest. So I'm sourcing venues. I've sent letters out to players. I'm like my own um, college uh, recruiter. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how so- it goes. Watch this space. And, and you know, it, it, don't, don't mock the Welsh, man. We're capable um, of anything. Gareth, just so we know, right, this is a 2020 draft, not... Um... 2004. It's a Principality Stadium now, buddy. No, d- d- you say the P word again <laughs> and you can find someone else. You're talking, to a hist- Come on. You're, you're talking to a history graduate, right? We haven't been a Principality since the 1500s. So they can give us as many they can give us as many princes as they want. We'd ignore them. Simple the as millennium that. Millennium went 20 years ago. You what? Millennium what? The millennium Millennium finished 20, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. What did, what, yeah. Okay, right. Well, if we trade if we trade in Millennium structures, what did England build in the Millennium? You had a bridge, Millennium Bridge, and nearly fell over. And you had the Millennium Dome, <laughs> which was like an overblown circus. So we had a big national stadium out of it. What did Scotland have? I don't know. Oh, don't have anything to do. We're just super cool. We just got old castles, lots of whiskey, lots of haggis. Yeah, you didn't have you didn't have anything built through the millennium, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something. We need um, a stadium. We need we need something good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just for anyone who's listening in tonight, this isn't actually a mock draft. It's basically uh, myself, Suk, and Gareth going through all the picks from one to thirty-two and just comparing who we actually picked, and then when it comes to tomorrow night, to see if we were close, and we can actually just take the PIWS out of each other. Tonight, so um, we'll get ourselves started. Um, the 2020 draft is now live and now open. Um, I will be commissioner tonight. <laughs> Woo! Here we go. Yeah, so yeah, number one pick Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU. Um, I'll go to you next, Suk. Who have you got, buddy? I've got Joe Burrow. Quarterback LSU. Um, my opinion, he's an absolute gamer. He's a local boy. He's going to come home now to prove that Ohio State were wrong in letting him go. Mm. That's interesting. Gareth, yourself? Yeah, I was going to say about the Ohio State thing. He must be sick as a dog, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's got to go there as well. And just to chuck it out there, if anyone's... Um, Whoever's listening, go and go on YouTube. Is um is college basketball play as well, or is high school basketball play? It's just the the guy's just an all around athlete. He, he's got it all. And do you know what? I hope they do well with him, but not too well. I mean, not, not too well. It, they got the in, AFC North. 
Yeah, it's interesting because when you sent that link, I actually did go and watch the, the basketball video. And, you know, Burrow is he's a beast with a moderate build. You know, he's got impressive athleticism, mm. top-level ability as a passer. Um, he's got an immense level of improvement as a thrower um, from 2018, which I actually thought he was very poor. But obviously in 2020, in the National Championship game against Clemson, I mean, he threw for 463 yards uh, with six um, total touchdowns, five passing um, to a 42, was it 25 victory? Um, I mean, he's, he's amazing. Um, and I, I actually think um, he, he'll, he'll do wonders for the Bengals. They need that injection, that enthusiasm, just to take that organisation, which has been dead for as long as I've been alive. <laughs> and, and, and he's not, yeah. he's, he's not ginger. <laughs> oh, oh wow. come on. Dalton's a cool Ooh. guy, man. Dalton's a cool nah, guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I would worry about with, um, with Joe Burrow is he's obviously only had one season where his potential was unlocked, you know, last season, yeah. and undoubtedly. And he had one of the best seasons or the best season as a college prospect. However... Are the Bengals personnel going to be able to get that out of him? Yeah, I mean... That's the worry I have. Yeah, I mean, what was it? 5,671 yards, 60 touchdowns? I mean, the previous year, it was only ooh, about 3,180-something with 18 touchdowns. So, yeah, you've, mm. hit, you've hit it on the nail there, buddy. Yeah, he's got a coordinator, Joe Brady, up there at LSU, who did a sort of fantastic job last year. He's, he's going to need more of the same... Zuck. That, that's the only time you can say the word Brady in the entire podcast. Okay? Oh, that's true. <laughs> you okay, got me. right. Pick two. Pick... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. It's it cool, yeah. it's cool. So pick two, uh, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, Edge, Ohio State. Yourself, Suk? I've got Chase Young, Edge, Ohio State. Um, once again, another you know, defensive end out of... Um, Ohio State, um, speed, power. It's got great pass rush moves, great work ethic. He's going to tear up the NFC apart. You know, they're just going to put him and Ryan Kerrigan are going to put absolute daggers into those offensive players. Agreed. You know, I can't wait. I mean, if you you think about you know the way he ended the season: sixteen point five sacks, forty six tackles, twenty one tackles for loss, seven forced fumbles, three passed batted down and a blocked field goal. I mean, I really like this kid a lot, um, and I think that Ron Rivera is going to absolutely thrive with this guy. Yeah, I got him as well. Skins, Chase Young. Um, do you know what I, I really love about it? I think he's the best player in the draft. Okay, He's not going to go one because the Bengals need a quarterback, but I, I think he's the best player in the draft. And what I love about this pick as well is that Dwayne Haskins is there, Ohio State boy. Um, Chase Young, he grew up in Maryland, 30-minute drive from FedEx Field. That this just this just smells franchise edge rusher. So he's going to do really well. He really is. Nick Bowles is going to him, him and him and Nick Bowles are going to have some real you know statistical battles over over the next like you know seven eight years. It's, it's going to be great, and I, I'm really glad he's not in the AFC. <laughs> no, good. That's good. We're all on the same page so far. Let's move on to number three, which is Detroit Lions. I've selected Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Yourself, Suk? It's going to get boring, but yeah, I've got Jeffrey Okuda, <laughs> cornerback, Ohio State. Um, my eyes, the number one corner in the draft. You look at other corners sort of in the past three or four years that have gone early. One springs to mind, Denzel Ward from, you know, uh, the Cleveland Browns. I'd say this kid is better and he's going to be more reliable against the run. 
I can see the Lions, to be honest, trading down and still getting him um, because other teams may want to move up to get other other options. But at the same time, I think Jeffrey Okuda is going to be a fantastic fit for the Lions, especially with uh, them losing um, Slay. No, absolutely agreed. I mean, he played um, 13 games, recording 32 tackles um, as a junior in 2019. Um 34 tackles, nine pass defence, three interceptions for his performance that season. Absolutely solid guy. So, no, good pick there. Uh, what have you got you there, Gareth? Yeah, no, no, no surprise. Yeah, um, I got a cooler as well. You know, um, Bob Bob Quinn loves safe picks. Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying Akuda's the best cornerback prospect in years. I'm not so sure about that. You know, but. His stats are just off the charts, man. Like 21 passes defended, you know, three yeah. interceptions. And it, the, he only ever, he never allowed bigger than a 55 passer rating as well for his entire college career. That's just nuts. He's, he's quality, absolute quality. So, what, what a defense Ohio had last year. Chase Young and Akuda. Yeah, never mind. Amazing. So we will move on to the fourth pick, which is the New York Giants. The New York Giants select Elijah Simmons, linebacker Clemson. Um, who have you got, Suk? This is where things start to get interesting in this pod. I select <laughs> Mecky Beckton. No way! Offensive line, Louisville. Yep, and that's going to shock a lot of people. But this is my draft, and I'm going to go with who I want to pick. Yeah. So, are you are you having a spliff while you're making that pick? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm sure Mickey is, but I'm not. <laughs> you drop, you drop the few pills. <laughs> now, in all in all seriousness, look, let's take that drug test out of the equation. Oh, absolutely. You know, the new, absolutely. Everything going on now with the CBA, mm. it's okay. It's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> so, the way I look at it, the New York Giants, especially Dave Gettleman, he's a risk taker. He took a risk two years ago when he drafted a running back with the second pick in Saquon Barkley, when he could have had his hands on Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. He had the choice there of Lamar Jackson. He had the choice of drafting a quarterback then. He chose not to and went with Saquon Barkley. Risky move. The next year, what does he go and do? He drafts Daniel Jones. You know, and that's once again another risky move. So in my opinion now, what you need to do is you need to solidify that offense. You need to go for, in my eyes, the offensive tackle who's got the best ceiling and I think that's Mekki Beckton. I just see so much upside in this kid. He's an absolute physical freak. And I just think if he has the right coaching and development, I can't see how players are just going to be able to get around him. Um, you look at you know drafts in the past, you've had obviously, you know, I know we've had issues with drug testing with offensive tackles in the past. We had the, the Laramie Tunsil situation, I remember, the draft when Jack Conklin went ahead of him. I just think we're past that now. And I think, you know, Dave Gettleman's going to take a punt on Mickey Beckton. I'd like to think so anyway. I mean, it's actually scary when you actually think that he's six foot seven. I mean, 364 pounds. I mean, yeah, he is. He is an absolute beast. So I, I get where you're coming and from. And look at his combine numbers. Look at his combine numbers. The guy 
can run. He can do. He can do it all. He proved it. He's strong, speedy. He's he's got it all. I just think he's. I, I would just love to have someone coach him up and just get him to be, you know, sort of a game changer. Yeah, I, I think he, he had an unofficial ten yard split time of one point eight and one point seven seven seconds, which we considered <coughs> average of an offensive linesman of average. Um, but not as big as Beacon. So, no, you're correct there. Um, who did yeah. you select, Gareth? Right. Can we tune into Sanity FM now? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not going to take these insults. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Giants will draft Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, right? So, you get him on his absolute risk taker, right? And I actually quite like him. Yeah, he's a punter. I don't like the the I didn't like the Leonard Williams trade. I think it was another case of, you know, good player, bad value. But Simmons, top rated linebacker of the draft by far. He, he, he led them all in the forty yard dash, four three nine forty, and where's their needs? Yeah. So what I try and do is, I I I always try and kind of strip the draft down to where the teams need to improve, and then you can. I like to think that teams talk about you know. Uh, you know, uh, scheme fits and uh, personalities and that kind of thing. But where where do they need an injection on the depth chart? They didn't get to the quarterback enough, la- anywhere near enough last year. Twenty eighth in passing yards. Yeah, the the rumours are that the Gatman wants goal line, but I just think he'd be mad to. He's got to draft Simmons. Mm-hmm. But no, so, I, I but oh, you, Zuck, you you gave that was a really good case for, and I can absolutely see why they would go O line as well. I just don't think they would. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I worry about with Simmons, well, not Simmons in particular, it's who's coaching him. Uh, Simmons mm. is good at pretty much everything. You know, he's such a hybrid player, which I'll go into later. Yes. Mm. I just think he needs to have the right coach to teach him the right position because if you don't pick him in the position that he's going to excel at, what is he? What What are you drafting him for? And I just don't think the New York Giants have the foresight to think that far ahead. Mm. No, oh, fantastic. That was that was quite interesting to see that it went off the, the scale just there. So we will move on to pick number five. So the Miami Dolphins select Tunga Viola. I can never pronounce this. I've done it well last night, but failed to. Tunga Viola. Tunga. <laughs> anyway, um, they select him, um, Alabama. Um, me personally, I don't think we need to talk too much about this guy. I mean, we all know um, he's destined for the Dolphins, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see him at the Patriots, the Chargers, or Jacksonville. I mean, I think I think this he's probably the most interesting player in the first round draft to see where he actually goes. Um, Suk? Well, you're going to be in front of a surprise there, Stuart. So I've gone back and forth between Herbert and Sewer, if I'm being honest with you. All this time... All this time, and I know we've had plenty of conversations. I've gone with Tua. I've gone with Tua time and time again. Tua to the Dolphins. However, I'm actually going to pick Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon. Now, the reason being is I just think, I do think Tua is the better prospect. I most definitely do. I think Herbert is the safer pick. And I think when you're the Miami Dolphins now, you can't be making these sort of risks at the moment with Tua, he's, yes, um, we've seen the videos. Apparently he's back, you know, from his hip injury. 
the problem is now with everything going on with COVID-19, they've not been able to get him down to their facility and basically do their own checkups. Yeah. And I think that is a massive, massive issue for any organisation. If you want to draft a quarterback at the number five position, you need to be certain that you're getting a quarterback um, you know, who's going who's gonna to be there for a very long time. And I think they don't have that guarantee with Tua at the moment. So I'm having to go with the safe pick, Herbert, regrettably. But I, I would have rather gone Tua. Mm, very interesting. Gareth? Herbert, all day long for me. Totally agree oh. with everything Zuck said. Sorry, oh. Stu. Um, oh. Thanks, yeah. Gareth. We've, we've, we've blindsided the you there, pal. Yeah, yeah, we've oh, blindsided you there, yeah. right? So, wow. uh, pretty much for exactly the same reasons, right? So, but, but what, what, you've, what you've got to account for as well is, it, it is the, the physiological aspect of sport, okay? Herbert's numbers at Oregon weren't, you know, as good as two us, yeah? Um, you know, he hasn't won a national championship, but he, he was just so consistent, you know? And, if you look at the nature of Tua's injuries as well, right? He's had three knee ops. Okay, now I play football. I, I played rugby. I don't know of anyone who's had, you know, a long and fruitful career who's had surgeries early on, um, this, this early on in, in their playing career. You know, um, I, I I can't imagine. I ju I just can't see why they would take her, why they would take Tua over Herbert. His numbers aren't that much more good, you know. His fitness is in question. I mean, God, you know, if if we were talking last year about teams drafting players without visiting them and and performing, you know, medicals on them when they've got a history of injuries, then you'd be like, yeah, there's no way they're going to draft him. But I think people are looking for excuses as to why Miami can draft him because I think they want them to want him to draft him. I just don't think they will. I, I just I, I, there's no value in it. Yeah. You also have to consider now what's going on in, in the recent reports now. It's been reported that the Dolphins are looking to move up to the third position to get an offensive linesman. Now, if that's the case, then do they even see anything in Herbert or two? Or at yeah. this stage? Are, they, are they maybe going to look at their second pick in the first round? Or, or that's if they even have it, if they draft up, you know? So it mm. could even be a case that they don't go quarterback you know in this draft and and they go with its magic which no will be very exciting i i just i i can't see it i don't think um i i love him i think he's great and i think he's brilliant to have a two or three but they they need a quarterback yeah, yeah. No, i agree and i mean i don't know what the, i don't know what the class is like next year though are they looking to someone coming through in 2021 oh. you know don't know trevor lawrence yeah trevor lawrence from clemson is uh they got a tank you know, again. <laughs> they got a tank for Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was all over NFL Network today. Uh, they were talking about him, so that's very interesting. Um, I'm actually, I can't wait for this draft tomorrow night now just to, just to see how all this pans out because it's definitely super, super interesting. So we shall move on to pick number six. The Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert, QB, Oregon. Um for me personally, I mean, I've, I've seen so much talk that Herbert is a better QB than Burrow and should be higher ranked than Burrow, who's arguably has a more proven track record than Burrow. I mean, he finished with 10,541 yards, 95 touchdowns, 23 interceptions and a 43 um, career appearances with Oregon. Um, 
for me, he is one of the top QBs in the, the draft class. So it'll just be interesting to see um, how this pans out. But I do not see him in Miami. So I think you guys are absolutely wrong there. I can't wait to prove you wrong tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Zook, who have you got on this one? So I have actually gone with Tua uh, for the sixth pick. Um, I think at this stage, um, you could look at other positions. I did consider Isaiah Simmons, uh, to be honest, but I think the Chargers, Tyrod Taylor is not going to be the answer uh, long term. They're going to need they're going to need a QB, and I think at this stage, they've got no choice but to take Tua. Um, I think he'll suit the Chargers, to be honest. Um, you know, precision passer. You know, obviously the question is, how's his hip? I think he's a very good leader, though. Yeah. You know, humble off the pitch and on the pitch. I think he's going to be a great example there. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think Tua to the Chargers makes perfect sense for me. Yeah, I don't want to obviously jump in on your, your pick, but I think the the Chargers as well need a blockbuster QB. I mean, it's not that he's blockbuster, but he's, he's obviously very high calibre for moving into the new stadium because obviously... The, the Rams are established, but the Chargers need something to really build that fan base. So you could be correct, and Tua could be the man for that organisation. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Gareth? I've just talked myself out of my sixth pick. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So I had Tua, yeah. Everyone's going, everyone's flipping between Herbert and Tua 5-6, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think he could drop, like, I don't know. I'm all right. I'll, I'll say two or six chargers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they need a QB. I'm looking down at who else needs one. I right. I think that I'm gonna make a bold prediction. If anyone's gonna drop off the board in the first round, it's gonna be him purely because if 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 the chargers get twitchy about him, I don't see anyone that that would have a press and need to draft him underneath him. You know, maybe maybe the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely see so, big interest. So, in so two are, but with caveats. Yeah, I reserve the right to be partially wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I feel the same way, to be honest. And you know, you know, another thing, and I know they're completely different positions, but another player, a Chargers legend with Samoan descent. Do you do you know what I'm about? So think about another Chargers legend with Samoan descent. On an LA, an LA charger with, with some old descent. San Diego charger. Oh, that, um, sorry, San Diego San charger. Diego charger. Um, uh, what's his name? Junior something, isn't it? What's his name? Did he play for the Chargers? He's the only one. Yeah, Sayer. Junior Sayer. Junior yeah. Sayer. Absolute yes. legend. Yes. yes. Can you just imagine that? I don't know. I just see like that sort of Samoan link, and maybe the Chargers fans will will sort of embrace that. You know, why not? <laughs> I never. I mean, you I have one Samoan. You, you go off more, don't you? It just literally came into my head now. I, I wasn't even... Yeah, I never gave that just, a moment's thought. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It just literally came into my head and I had to say it. No, yeah. very, very good. <laughs> so, we shall move on. So, we are now on to pick number seven and the Carolina Panthers pick Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Auburn. Um, Suk, your views on this one and your pick? I like the pick. Um, most definitely like the pick. But I've gone for a player who you guys picked much earlier, who, who I agree with should should be a top five pick. But in this case, he's just fallen slightly down my, my draft. I've gone for Isaiah Simmons. Mm, um, interesting. And I would like Roger Goodell 
when he well not comes to the podium when he reads his name out to say Isaiah Simmons defensive weapon Clemson he needs to say that because <laughs> I just think this guy is an absolute hybrid player he can do everything he's a pass rusher he can tackle yeah he can play safety he just mm. needs that defensive coordinator who's going to use him properly and that's where I think the Panthers are going to be perfect for that. I think the new coaching staff now, you know, the, the boys coming in from Baylor, um, Matt Rule, that's his name. Sorry, I lost his name for a second. But having Matt Rule as, as his head coach and then having sort of a defensive setup, I think the Panthers are really well suited for Isaiah Simmons. No, that's really cool. I mean, I remember watching him uh, way back as a freshman in 2016 um, when he recorded 11 tackles uh, with a sack and a fumble recovery um, as a sophomore in 2017. I remember he started all 12 games, uh, recorded 49 total tackles, 3.5 sacks, um, 8.5 tackles for a loss and two forced fumbles. So, no, I definitely like this kid. Um, Yourself, Gareth? So, I've gone defence and I've gone... Oh, hang on a minute. I've, I've lost my damn... Sorry. One second. Yeah. Uh, Derek Brown. Uh, defensive tackle at Auburn. They, they don't... They know. Yeah. It's, they need they need deep players. Oh, their offense is stacked. And they, they signed a load in free agency as well. They had John Miller, Kirkwood, Farrow Cooper. Um, yeah. They had tight end, DeValve. Um, Kyle Allen as well, re-signed. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh, and I've, I've got him as the best... Um, the best D lineman available at seven. So they, they just, uh, but, but you know, Panthers, one of those teams, where do you start? Like they've just been dead. You know, Keekley's gone, Bradbury's gone, Olsen's gone, you know, um, just, ma- just massive, Reminded, massive remind- players, like huge players. Another ja- another Jaguars, you know, when you, when you look at the, who they've lost. Mm. Yeah. But who did you pick? Zuck, Zuck, sorry. Yeah, who did you pick again? No, Who's the, who, who did you pick again? Yeah, I yeah. think Isaiah Simmons. So well, linebacker. There we go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So that, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. So they they could go, um, they could go eat. Yeah. They they just need someone who can stop people scoring, because they they don't they don't yeah. like good defensive but players. I think you both keep agree. Them, so. <laughs> sure, but I think you both agree though. If it was Isaiah Simmons or Derek Brown at that point, we'd all go. Isaiah oh, definitely. Simmons. I don't know if no, you absolutely. Or not, but there's no, no way. I don't. I don't think he's going to go absolutely. that late. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good, good pick, guys. Very, very good. Um, we are on to. I'm getting myself lost now. Number eight. So, with the eighth pick, the Arizona Cardinals predict CD Lamb wide receiver, <laughs> Oklahoma. <Wow>. Well, just <laughs> I can't let this. Well, just I can't let this go. I can't. I can't let this go. Um. C.D. Lamb, I mean, absolutely love this kid. Uh, what have you got on this one, Sook? I've got Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle. Oof. Alabama. So, wow. for me, I don't think it's much of a surprise, no, yeah. to be honest. Um, I've seen him mocked um, on a lot of boards going to Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray needs protection. You know, Jedrick Wills, heavy-handed guy. He's still only 20. Um, you know, he can play at the right tackle position um, with DJ Humphreys on the left. You know, I think he's a perfect fit for the Cardinals. The only thing they need to worry about is Kyler Murray going to be able to see anything with having the giant of Jedrick Wills in front of him. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's the only thing I'd be worried about. But Jedrick Wills, I think, is a 
is a perfect, um, will perfectly fit into that scheme. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, in 2019, um, for me, C.D. Lamb, you know, he was named uh, first-team All-American after catching 62 passes, uh, 1,327 yards for 14 uh, touchdowns. He was a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award for the best college football player. And he's going to be up against uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well, all his best friends. So, no, really, really, really interesting. Who have you got, Gareth? Yeah. Jedrick Wills, bit of a no-brainer for me. They've they've got to protect Maria Zuckhead. And if if you look at, I mean, Wills allowed one sack in his last year in Crimson Tide. So, hmm, who should we draft to protect Kyler Murray? You know, yeah, complete no-brainer for me. Well, you know, I mean, there's other intangibles I know, but if you're looking at um, if you're looking at pocket protection, then there's nowhere else they can go. No, really good. So we will move on to the next pick that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I have selected C.G. Henderson, cornerback of Florida. Um, Suk, who have you got for this one? So I've gone for Derek Brown, uh, defensive tackle um, out of Auburn. Uh, Jags need to go back to being a nasty team defensively. You know, they've lost so many key pieces and I know we went through this yesterday. You know, if those guys didn't listen to the pod, went through all the losses that the Jaguars have had in the defensive position. Last year, they did go ahead and draft Josh Allen to be the potential successor to Calais Campbell. But they need to have a, a monster, you know, in the tackle position to help Taven Bryan and Avery Jones because I think at the minute, um, you need to build that defense again um, in order to become you know, more dangerous. Uh, the AFC South now have got so many, you know, tough quarterbacks now. You're up against Deshaun Watson, you know, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And I think the likes of them, they're going to need a good defence now to sort of combat those guys. Yeah, no, Henderson, for me, you know, he finished his collegiate career with 93 tackles, 26 passes, broken up, um, and six interceptions in 33 games played. He was a three-year starter at Florida. I mean, he lost, um, if I remember right, six interceptions and 20 pass breakups while showing that he never gave up on a play. He actually, believe it or not, once caught um, speedy South Carolina receiver Debo Samuel from behind before he could reach the goal line and sprinted across the field to tackle Tennessee tight end Austin Pope inside the five-yard line. I always remember that, jarring the ball loose before it bounced. So, um, no, I, I think Henderson's great. Um, Gareth, who have we got there? I got Kinlaw at... Um... South Carolina DT, I, I I'd be annoyed as a Jags fan. I really would, man. It's the, they they just. Well, I can never get my head round teams. I mean, you know, Ramsey, Campbell. Who else have they gone? AJ Bouye, you know, um, yeah. and Gokwe's going as well. You know, so. Oof. Yeah, one we didn't mention yesterday as well. Um, obviously, Telvin mm. Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah, never yeah, came yeah, back yeah, last yeah. season. It's, ah, do, do you know yeah, what it is? Yeah. It's, it's players not liking what they see. That's what it is. And the, the problem they're going to have, right, is is they're talking. You know, Jags fans talk down Fanet, right? Every Jags fan you speak to talks down Leonard Fanet statistically and the kind of person he is. I mean, we know we've had, we, you know we know he's had problems off the pitch, but I don't think it's the kind of team the players want to go to. So. They've got to do well in this draft because I don't think they're going to pick up plays in free agency. You know, they need a defense. I mean, if you look at it, look look at the South. You know, look 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 at the players in it. Look at the offensive players in it. You know, um, it's going to be a tough year, I think, for them. It really is. They they need a defensive tackle in line, and he's he's got to come good. Otherwise, they're going to get ruined again. 
<laughs> Going to get ruined again. I yeah. love that. I like yeah. your pick, Gareth, though. Honestly, I know don't think, Brown already went. I don't um, think there's much draft, between so them, mate. Javon Kinlaw seems right to me. Yeah. You know, not at all. So we'll move on to pick 10 to um, the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. So that's who I've selected. Suk, who have you got in this one, buddy? So we've gone for the same position, uh, just different players. So I've gone for Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. Uh, for me, this guy, he's a versatile player. He's played 33 games at Iowa. I've followed Iowa's game quite closely over the course of the last three or four years. Um, he, you know, he's played a number of games. Uh, right Last season, he played 10 games at right tackle and three at left tackle. So it shows there his versatility. Baker has the receiving talent, you know, as long as they keep OBJ, of course. But he has him, you know, um, he has Jarvis Landry, he has Austin Hooper, I believe. So they need someone who's going to be able to sort of um, protect them. Um, and Browns can't afford to make luxury picks, in my opinion. They, they can't afford to take any more steps back. I think they need to take a surefire pick. And I think Tristan Wirfs, Albion is definitely a surefire pick in this draft. Um, the reason why, obviously, I went with Andrew Thomas. I mean, I really like the kid. I mean, he's got fantastic footwork, um, great pass protection technique. His run blocking technique is like a runaway trick. He's actually got arm lengths like Deontay Wilder. I mean, it's crazy. Um, he's not the quickest of the blocks, but sufficient for a player as devastating as in that range of influence. So that's why I selected him. Good selection for yourself, Suk. Um, Gareth, who Yeah, I've gone Thomas as well. Um, Stefanski's been really vocal about this guy. And I know we say that, you know, coaches are vocal about every player in the draft, you know, but I think it's a really good scheme fit. It's, it's, it's needs and scheme as well. You know, they need someone. So it, Thomas has kind of garnered the reputation as someone who opens up holes in the wide zone. So he's not really an inside um, blocker. Well, I mean, obviously he can, but you know, he's, he, you know, he, he likes to push in with his left shoulder. Um, and, and that's the, yes. you know, who else would you need out wide than Cream Hunt? You know, so um, Chubb's going to do well behind him as well. You know, probably, but um, yeah, they got to go T. I think, but, they, but then again, they could also go wide receiver as well after they trade Beckham. <laughs> well, I was I was hearing earlier that Beckham could end up at the the Dolphins, but that's for a, another yep. pod and another episode. Yeah, be interesting to see how that pans out. So we shall move on to number eleven. Um, the New York Jets select Jedrick Willis, offensive tackle, Alabama. Um, who have you got on this one, Suk? So I've got your favourite player, La- Maxine Lam, hey. wide receiver <laughs> of Oklahoma. So my opinion, I looked at two things here. Uh, it was either the offensive tackle position or the wide receiver position for the Jets. I think both positions are needed, but when... You've had three of the top four offensive tackles already go in the draft. You've got that decision to make. Do you take the remaining offensive tackle, who's a top-tier offensive tackle, or do you take one of the elite wide receivers um, in this draft? And I think in this situation, you have to go with the wide receiver. Sam Darnold needs weapons. Um, For me, you know, they've got Jameson Crowder, Josh Doxon, Rashad Perriman, former book. I just don't think they quite cut it. Um, they get a receiver now who's got a very slim frame, natural playmaker, and a, 
a wide receiver has actually been quite comp to Robbie Anderson, who they've lost in free agency. So I think he's a direct replacement for Robbie Anderson. So CD Lamb for me. And it's more based on scheme fit. So I'm not necessarily saying, for those of you who are screaming, listening to this podcast, I'm not necessarily saying that CD Lamb is <laughs> number one wide receiver. But I'm basing this more on how I think he's going to fit into that scheme. And I think CD Lamb fits perfect for the Jets. Oh, very, very well put. Um, yeah, CD Lamb all day long. Um, they need a wide receiver. And again, it's, it's just kind of stripping it back, you know, but I don't think there's any reason to overthink it. Um, he's, he's the best wide receiver in the draft for me. I don't think, and, and even if he isn't, there's sod all between him and Judy. So his stats, you know, 62 receptions, nearly 1,400 yards. There's 12 yards after the catch as well, you know, um, for everything as Zuck said. Yeah, they, they need a wide out and he, he's got to be it. He's got to be it. He's got to be it because I hate that running back. Oh. <laughs> I hope he gets. I hope he's. I hope Lamb is so good, right? For two reasons, because obviously he was born in Swansea, um, and he's one of the lesser known um, UK converts to the NFL. Doesn't like to publicise it. So uh, his his mother's well. This is all rubbish, by the way. His mother's well. You know, made his way over to Oklahoma. But um, secondly, he's going to prevent um, Bell from getting any carries because he's going to score loads of touchdowns, and Donald's going to give him the ball every every snap. So Bell's going to be there <laughs> asking for more money again in two or three years. But um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not bitter. No, no, no. no like like the Murphys, I'm not bitter. No, no. advert. No. <laughs> how, how many how many UK national <laughs> stereotypes are we going to do like we haven't got many to do we? Uh, yeah yeah oh yeah, god yeah. wait and see right right so so anyway we'll move on to the the next pick which is number 12 um, the Los Angeles St. Louis Oakland Vegas Raiders select Antonio Brown oh, well <laughs> um, I'll <laughs> I'll go back on that one so pick number 12 the Las Vegas Raiders select Jerry Judy, Alabama. Um, who have you got there, Sook buddy? Wow, we finally agree. So I've gone for Jerry Judy, um, wide receiver, Alabama. Uh, for me, once again, I'm going on sort of scheme fit. He's a fantastic route runner. Um, I don't agreed. Watch the film. Watch the film on this boy. His route running is immense. He's going to be a great toy for John Gruden and Greg Olson to have. Um, you know, he's also very quick with his feet. He's an ankle breaker. Um, Gruden's going to love his schemes. You know, all those banana split schemes. Knickerbocker, knickerbocker left. Throw, whatever he calls them. <laughs> exactly. He's going he's yeah. to love them. And, you That's know, you know, we know, we know Gruden, you know, his old saying, I'm Look not going to be a patient guy right now. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about that with uh, Jerry Judy because he's ready to play. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm interested Jerry to see Judy. what Gareth's Jerry going to bring to the table next. Right. Yeah. I'll ask for um, two things for Christmas. Okay. First of all, I always ask for a, a Steelers jersey because I'm easily pleased, right? Um, and secondly, I'm going to ask for John Gruden's face on a t-shirt because I absolutely love the block. And I guarantee you, he's had posters for Judy's entire senior year, right? Gruden was, was a wide receivers coach. He just loves route runners, and he always has done wherever he's gone. Um, ideal pick, yeah, all the way. 
jersey all the way. And I hope it puts a smile on that funny little face of his. And I hope he wears his little visor with pride. Um, go, Chucky. <laughs> Get jersey in there. Light it up, man. Light it up. Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, me, um, Suk, and one of our really, really close friends, Ollie, we've actually met the entire 52 <laughs> A man roster of the Raiders, maybe not so Marshawn Lynch. And how cool was um <laughs> how how cool was Chucky all um so he was so cool. Oh he was great. Yeah, I mean me being a Bucks fan, it was like it was an absolute dream to meet him and I, I remember just running over to him going, I'm a Bucks fan, I'm a Bucks fan and he was just like, Yeah, what a yeah, hurry up and take the picture. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was cool. Um, but no, he was, yeah, a, he was super he was a, he was a nice book. Yeah, he was, he was super cool. Super cool with me as well, right outside the, the Hilton. Do, 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 do really you think cool. his son looks like so. PC principal from South Park? <laughs> I I think I think he does, <laughs> you just need a pair of shades. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, John. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to back to the draft. So, pick number thirteen, um, the San Francisco Forty ers select Mikai Becton, offensive tackle, Louisville. So, obviously, that's going to be a bit more controversial because you guys have obviously selected already. Who have you got for this one, Suk? So, I've got Henry Ruggs the third, wide receiver, Alabama. Now. The reason being, I'm going to say this, is probably going to get bored of this now, but scheme fit again. <laughs> Henry Ruggs is a speedster, absolute speedster. And what does Kyle Shanahan like? Speedy offensive players. Very well put. This player I'm very excited about um, out of all the sort of the wide receiver talent. Um, as you say, the problem with these speedy wide receivers, uh, they get a perception. So we look at one player who's actually in the 49ers roster now, Marquis Goodwin. We look at John Ross. Those sort of speed players don't always yeah. pan out, and I completely appreciate that. But the difference between Henry Ruggs and those guys is this guy can actually grab the ball. He's got perfect timing as well. So he's not just a speedster, but he's a speedster who times everything to a T. So this guy I'm really intrigued about because there's a lot of perceptions about speedy receivers not making it um, as effectively, you know, in the game. And I really, well, I'm really rooting for Henry Ruggs to prove people wrong. Oh, that's really cool. I, I got Ruggs as well. Yeah, um, for pretty much the same reasons. He's lightning. I, what I also think they're going to do, I think they're going to pick him and I think they're going to trade the 31st pick. I don't think they need much else. I've got to be honest. Um, I think they get better value for more players lowered on the draft. Um, you got, yeah, Debo Samuel and Kittle as well, a tight end working up the middle. If he can stretch the D right up the sidelines, keep the middle open for Garoppolo, then, you know, it's just, just, it's just one. There's so many, play- you know, I mean, as we're talking, there's so many players, yeah, top 16, where, there isn't a great deal of debate, at least in terms of positional, you know, where teams need to improve, you know, because as we're going through them, it's, there's a general consensus that, yeah, you know, this is where they need to improve and that's where they need to improve, you know. Um, and I think as we've gone through the last three picks, Slem, 12, 13, I think that they could more or less interchange, you know, um, it dependent on the intangibles and, and what, you know, offensive coordinators think of think think of them as, as players and that kind of thing. But I think Lam, Jody, and Rugs could go anywhere. 11, 12, 13. <laughs> I think Lamb's gonna go eleven because he's he's the best wide receiver in the draft and his numbers are too good. But Judy and Ruggs, 
yeah, and I've, I've gone rugs because they've already got talent in the middle and they need, they need someone out wide. But that's going to be, the, I agree with you, Stu, that's going to be the most interesting part of the draft, I think. The Jets, Raiders and the, and the, and the Niners, who are they going to take a wide out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll move, we're almost getting to halfway now. This is this is moving on really nicely. Um, so we're going to go with pick number 14, the Tampa Buccaneers. Or finally, or the Tampa Brady Gronk Buccaneers, um, as they should be renamed now. Um, they select Christian Wirth's offensive tackle, Iowa. So I'm hearing a lot of smoke that Christian will end up with the Giants, but I don't see it. Um, Suk, obviously, we'd like to get your pick as well, but do you see the Bucks taking uh, Christian as well? Well, I've already picked Christian earlier in the draft, so he went to the Browns. So. Mm. Uh, with the three offensive tackles taken, this is definitely a positional need for the Bucks. So I'm going for Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Um, so my opinion, this this well, it's not an opinion, it's fact, but this guy has the most college game experience out of any of the offensive tackles in the draft. He actually started as a true freshman. Now, you guys can appreciate any college footballer, especially in the offensive tackle position, to start from as a true freshman speaks volumes as to how he's perceived by the coaching staff. So for me, um, you know, I think books need that protection to protect Tom Brady. Um, would love to grab him, uh, you know, not literally. Um, <laughs> in, in a park. Yeah, yeah. In a park. In a park. Yeah, I love to grab Andrew Thomas. Uh, but I think Which part to of see him? him alongside Donovan Smith with Ryan <laughs> Jensen, no comment. Ryan Jensen at centre <laughs> and Ali Marpet, God, I think that's going to be a formidable offensive line. Who knows? I might get my dream and we may actually trade for Trent Williams. You know, watch this space. But Andrew Thomas for now in the draft. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Well, I'm looking over my draft notes, and about a week ago, um, I'm I'm just like a professional contrarian, and I didn't want to agree with people who said that Bucks needed to go all line, and I put too much faith in Brady because he's ruined my dreams for, for too long for me to think that he needs an absolutely stellar all line in front of him to be productive, but um, especially now that he's getting Gronk as well. So I was going to go defense for uh, Bucks, but I've gone Mackie Beckton as the last. OT left on my board. I don't necessarily think he's the best OT in in, in the oh, draft, but um, you know, I, I that's that's where yeah. he's at, and and that's where he's slotting. But who knows with these drug tests? You know, who, who knows? I mean, it's all well and good us saying, um, you know, th- things are allowed and and all that kind of thing. But yeah, they've you know, Ar- Arians is. I was listening to Arians talking on Neil Reynolds's podcast which I thought was great. I just thought it was really illuminated. You know, the way yeah. he was talking about how, how how he deals with different quarterbacks and that kind of thing. And I think it was probably part of the trade conversation that, you know, give, give me OTs in the in, inside. And I, I think they probably discussed Gronk as well when he went there. So, yeah, back then to the Bucks. And I'm sure he'll do very well. Fun. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you well, for that. the thing I'm is, just really quickly as well, the thing is, as well, right? If, if you're an OT as well, right, and you're playing in front of Brady, he gets the ball out of his hands quickly anyway. So the the, the, the level of protection that you, you've got to give him, it, it wouldn't be um, as well. Look, look at us, Stu. You know, look look at Ben, like who's God love him, but he, he you know, he done half hold on to the ball. You know, so yes, um, 
I don't think they need a massively stellar all line, but I, I think they, they they do need to improve. Brady's one of the quickest you know, releases of the ball yeah. I've ever seen. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I know we're just going off the rails, but I think that Gronk's going to absolutely love being down there as well. Um, he's going to get protected. He's, he's not going to get absolutely butchered like he did in, um, you know, Foxborough. Um, he's going to love working with Bruce Arians, but we'll, we'll talk about that in another pod. Um, so we'll move on to pick number 15 which is yeah. the Denver Broncos. Um, and the Denver Broncos select Cesar Ruiz, corner, Michigan. Um, for me, um, I love this guy. I mean, he started all 13 games at centre to earn his third uh, varsity letter. He's been hailed as the best pass-blocking centre in the country by PFF College uh, with 447 snaps spent in pass protection and just eight pressures allowed. Um, named Defensive Linesman of the Week for his performance at Illinois. He's an absolute stud. Um, Suk, who have you got on this one, buddy? So I've got CJ Henderson, uh, cornerback out of Florida. Uh, no, nice. that's someone you guys picked earlier. Yeah. Um, I think you had him going to Jacksonville. Yeah, which I think it's definitely, definitely a good fit. Um, it's definitely a need for Jacksonville. For me, I love what the Broncos have done in free agency, to tell you the truth. Um, I think they're one of the uh, teams who I'd give a, a really high grade on what they did in free agency, getting Melvin Gordon and... Jarrell Casey, um, AJ Boye, you know, they're three high caliber players. Um, so, in my eyes, there's you can argue that they don't have too many needs to propose and they can sort of pick the best player uh, in the draft in this position. I think they, they are, you know, they're in a position to be able to do that. Um, in my opinion, then, having CJ Henderson team up with AJ Boye is going to be a formidable partnership. Um, and I think it's just going to make the Broncos secondary, you know, one to fear. So I've gone with CJ Henderson. Absolutely. I've gone with CJ Henderson as well, but, but cautiously. So when, when I was doing my draft um, last week, I was looking at the needs and they, they need, they, they've got to support Drew Locke. You know, he's in his second year. Whatever they can do to give him some protection. Maybe get rid of Gareth Bowles. He just, it's just laundry city with him. It's flag, flag, flag. And, you know, so don't, don't just give... Drew Lock someone to throw to protect him, but then I went no, Henderson's just too good. But then again, right, you know, who, who else is in the market for cornerback? Las Vegas, um, you know. So, you know, it's the the, the Falcons could be trading up, um, but um, yeah, I I, ju- I just think he's yeah. he's he's too good for them to pass up at sixteen. But I don't think they necessarily need a cornerback. I don't know, but I've I've gone with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was more. Yes, there is a need at offensive, um, you know, on the offensive line. However, what you have to consider is the value at that position as well. When you've had the top four guys already leave, um, and you're then going to pick up another player who may not necessarily be high on your draft board. I think at that point, then what the Broncos need to consider is maybe looking at an offensive lineman, you know, in the second round. So that's why I went with CJ Henderson because I think at this point, yeah, then, definitely, gone, yeah, totally agree. Go yep. The best player that's available. Absolutely fantastic! Actually, really good um, points there. So we are now going to move on to pick number sixteen. So in the twenty twenty NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina. 
Now, absolutely love this kid. The dude's a rocket in my eyes. He has lateral agility, pass rushing technique, all the tools in the toolbox, leverage. He's good up until the third step. Um, he's got, I mean, he's just huge. He has block deconstruction, and yeah, he's an absolute unit. Um, who have you got in this one there, Suk? I've got Trevon Kinlaw, believe it or Whoa. not. Um, yeah, so this is a player, to be honest, I really wanted him a lot higher in my draft. Um, he, he's a, he was a great player to watch, uh, especially leading up to the senior ball. He impressed a lot of scouts um, just with his work You know, during that week. He didn't, unfortunately, play in the senior bowl, um, but he did a great job during that week. Um, I think he's going to have a great partnership with Grady Jarrett, to be honest. So I, I look forward to seeing that tandem at the Falcons. Uh, well, maybe I don't, being a Bucks fan, but at the same time, um, you know, I think they'll work well together. So I got Cowboys and picking. Over you, Gareth? Uh, McKinney. Oh, t- no, um, we've got his Falcons. Hang on a sec. I thought we just did Falcons. No, we didn't. No, 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 we didn't. Um, I'm really sorry. No. <laughs> I'm confused now. <laughs> CJ, too, too much, C- too much yeah. Welsh lamb. So, so basically, pick pick sixteen. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Kinlaw, I've got CJ Henderson, South Carolina. Yeah, cornerback, Florida. Um, Trufant's gone. Um, Beasley's gone to Titans. Gurley's come in, so they don't need much on offense. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer, and I think he's well. He, he is. He's the. He's, he's probably the best offensive player. There's not much between not much between him and McKinney in the in um in the in in, in the backfield. But uh, so, uh, sorry, uh, as DBs, but they, they'll go Henderson, Henderson a corner, uh, who will be the next true font, and everything will be forgotten and forgiven. Right, um, done. Who did he have? At Remember, fifteen then for the Broncos. Yeah. I had Cesar Ruiz. So we'll move on to number 17. Um, The Dallas Cowboys select Clavon Chason. Was it Chason? Chason? Chason. Chason. I'm I'm trying to be posh Scottish here. So Edge, LSU. Um, I mean, for me, you know, he finished the season with 60 tackles and led the team with 6.5 sacks, uh, 13 point tackles for loss. Same six quarterback hurries along with two passes broken um, up until the fourth fumble and was named first team all SEC. Um, I, I think this guy's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think he'd be an absolute amazing fit um, at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, who have you got on this one, Suk? So I've got Clavon Chase on as well. Um this is a bit of a risky pick, I think, for the Cowboys or for any team um, picking at number 17. Um, reason being is mm. he's had limited game experience. Um, in Back in 2018, he had a, a serious ACL injury. And, you know, when guys get ACL injuries, you know, in those sort of positions, um, it is quite serious. But he's come back from that, to be honest. And he had a great season last year. Um, did fantastic, to be honest, in the college football uh, semi-final against the Sooners. Um, got a couple of sacks in that game. I think he's a raw talent, but once again, he's a bit risky. But at the same time, you could argue with the Cowboys already having Demarcus Lawrence and Tyron Crawford, he's probably got that time to develop into you know a good player. So he's gonna he may not necessarily 
start straight away, but he's definitely someone to keep an eye on and, and can develop maybe in one or two years, become a you know a starter. No, absolutely. And it's a, the, the same thoughts that I have with uh, Tua um, going to Miami. Um, I think if they do take him, he just sits behind Fitzmagic for a year, gets healthier and just goes. So I agree exactly what you just said there. Um, I've got Gareth... Xavier McKinney, safety, Alabama. <clears throat> um, team needs again. I'm Zuck's scheme boy, and I'm need man. I think we need like t-shirts or something. So they've lost Byron Jones, Robert Quinn's gone, <laughs> uh, Malik Collins. Uh, is it Josh? Uh, not Josh. Was it uh, Jeff Heath? Um, safety. Yeah, they, they've got. They, they need so many DBs. They really do. And safety's really light this year in the draft. But McKinney's the best one. So on he goes. Thirty-six inch vertical jump. You know, he's quick as well, four six three forty. So um, I don't think he's the answer in in a defensive backfield. Yeah. You know, but um, I I don't think they have they have got answers this year. I, I I don't know what they're going to do. They they need to stop people store, scoring against them. Yeah. But you know, he's, yeah, he's I'm not too. No, yeah, I'm not I haven't got any. I haven't got any others on my draft, on my on my board. Right, so he's um well he's loving it, isn't he? There's no other safeties. Yeah. So um, it's like, like he's just there on his own, and also he's got a two tone haircut, which and I love, I love that. One side of his hair is black, one side of his hair is blonde, and uh, I used to have that. So he's my guy. <laughs> Did I used to be a punk? I used to be a punk. Do you remember, do you remember Devin Bush's suit to the draft? That was two tone as well. That was what was that about? I know we're going off piece now, but it's worth a mention. I would. I was shot. Anyone's anyone listening? Just Google Devin Bush's suit of the, of the last draft. God bless him. Great player. Um, lamentable dress sense. Ah. So we are going to be moving on to pick number eighteen in the twenty twenty NFL draft. Miami Dolphins select, and I have Grant Delpit, safety, LSU. Suk, who have you got in this one, buddy? I've got um, Josh Jones out of Houston. Um, so another offensive line yeah. uh, off the board. Um, he's a bit of an intriguing pick. He's not someone who's been that high in a lot of draft boards I've seen. Um, he's a four-year starter coming out of Houston. The Dolphins, they have their franchise QB in Justin Herbert. Now they need a guy who's going to sort of protect him. Um, so Josh Jones for me is the best offensive tackle left on the board at this stage. No, I agree. Yeah, uh, Josh Gareth, Jones, um, no-brainer. I'm saying that a lot, and I shouldn't, because I'm probably going to be wrong in all of these. Um, I, I've got Miami going QB all-line, all-line. I, I think they're going to load <laughs> offensive line. They, they've got to, I mean, when, when you ask the question of a team, where do you start? Um, they, they've... Uh, it, invariably, the answer should be up front. They 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 need to score points. Like you know, they they the, so they're the tank kings this year. Um, yeah, Josh Jones is the best tackle left. Um, when the second pick comes around, so in he goes, in he goes. Fantastic. So we'll move straight on to pick number nineteen in the twenty twenty NFL draft. The Las Vegas Raiders select. Um, I've got Christian Fulton, cornerback, LSU. 
Um, I really like this kid, actually. Uh, when playing close to the line of scrimmage, I was watching some tape on him earlier today. Um, he, he likes to mix up his techniques. I mean, there's times when he will attempt to get hands-on and there's other times when he'll remain patient when mirroring wideouts and when not attempting to land his hands. Um, he's so strong and he's so physical. Um, and I, I think he's going to be an absolute perfect fit for John Gruden. Um, who have you got, uh, Super there, buddy? So I've gone AJ Terrell cornerback. So we've gone for the same position, but I've gone for AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Um, only reason being, uh, just looking at Mike Mayotte's, I know he's only had one sort of draft, but he loves his Clemson players. Yeah, he does. Uh, in my opinion, he loves the big school players. You know, he picked two out of Clemson last year in the early rounds. He also picked, um, obviously, Josh Jacobs out of uh, Alabama. So for me... Um, I think there's definitely a need at corner. Um, they drafted Trayvon Mullen last year from Clemson as well. So why not draft his buddy in there, get them both in and build that formidable partnership that they had at Clemson? I got Fulton Thanks as well. Thanks for that, buddy. And Gareth, you've got um, this one? Yeah, LSU. So I, I, I actually think with, with the cornerback school this year, though, after the first two, um, I think like the second tier, they could really go anyway. So, um, you know... Maybe they take Terrell. Um, maybe, maybe they could even take Henderson if you know they take Henderson if he's still there. So yeah, going Fulton, it's it's, it's obvious where the needs are. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's another it's another one of them. He'll, he'll just he'll slot in. They'll take corner and, and whoever's left at twenty one, and, and and I've got it as Fulton. Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. So, moving on to pick number 20, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2020 NFL Draft select Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver, Alabama. Suk, who have you got on this one? So, I've gone Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU, so just one pick below what you I, guys picked. I almost, um, I almost took him. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, um, I didn't initially have Christian Fulton at this position, um, I kind of did some adjusting, um, sort of literally an hour before the podcast started. Um, they need a cornerback, um, most definitely, you know, uh, goes without saying having lost Jalen Ramsey. So, you know, this time they're going to get sort of another player, you know, from LSU in that position. Uh, the thing with Fulton is he's not, in terms of his stats, he, they're a bit deceiving. You may think, okay, maybe this guy's not one of the best corners you know, in the draft. But the way I look at it is the quarterbacks didn't sort of throw towards him. And I think sometimes that shows a, a high level of respect. So in my opinion, you know, although his stats may not be as good as some of the other corner prospects in this draft, I think the reasons behind that is because pretty much quarterbacks want to generally avoid him. So I think Christian Fulton will certainly make that Jags defense a lot better than what it is at the moment. So yeah, I got Fulton as well. Fantastic, and for Gareth, all the reasons Zuck said, <laughs> we said earlier on that, that Jacksonville need, need need a defense. Um, you know, we know who's gone: Campbell, Ramsey. It's just defense, 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 and wherever, whatever. Um, highly rated corners and and well, there's there's no safeties, but you know edge guys are left at, at 19. They'll just they'll, yeah, in, in in they go. I I love Fulton. I watched his um, I watched his footage just before we come on, just just before we come on, and he just glides around, you know. And I know highlight videos are, are meant to well, the clues in the name, you know, highlight people's strengths, but he, he's he's not the most 
I don't know. He's he's got <laughs> he's got physicality, um, but what what I like about him is he reminds me of Troy, and I know that's big. It's like, well, what the hell you mentioned Paul Amalu for? But it just seems a bit effortless, you know. Um, so yeah, Fulton Jags. Um, they need a defense. Fantastic. Great, great picks. Um, Raiders, so sorry. We'll Not Jack, sorry. Raiders. Number 21 sorry, for the NFL 2020. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> um, so pick number 21 is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have went with LaVisca Shinout Jr., wide receiver, um, Colorado. Now, I absolutely love this kid. I mean, he has explosiveness. You know, it's he's basically a big play waiting to happen. And he led the nation during the 2018 season. I mean, I remember he was averaging about 9.6 catches per game and 10.9 scrimmage yards per play. I mean, those averages shed light on just how much of a catalyst, explosive playmaker that he is. I mean, he's got versatility. I mean, outside of the offensive line, there wasn't a position that he didn't play with the Colorado offense, treated as if he was an H-back. He also played wide out. Um, he was in the hip of the offense. He was tackled. He was running back. He was even experienced carries as a sort of wildcat quarterback. Um, his best contributions came when he was treated primarily as a wide receiver. Um, absolutely love this guy. Um, if you two don't pick him, then you've absolutely failed. Um, over at you, Suk. Well, considering I didn't have Chanel in my first round, <laughs> you're going to be very disappointed. Um, Chanel's actually one of the players that I moved out, and that was primarily because of um, all this business that I, I changed with the Jags pick. So, Chenault actually fell completely off uh, my board. But in this situation, wow. I've gone for Kenneth Murray now, uh, linebacker. Yeah, now, yeah. The reason, reason I've gone for Kenneth Murray is if you look at the Eagles linebacking um, you, you know, core at the moment, they've got Jatavius Brown, TJ Edwards and Nathan Gary now. They're certainly missing, you know, an inside linebacker, um, in my opinion. So I think it goes without saying, although there's a need at the wide receiver position, there definitely is. What you've got to consider is there's so many wide receivers out there. I mean, with, with the wide receivers in this draft, you know, there's about 10 you can pick from. You know, what's your favourite flavour is, is what they say. So it, in that respect, the Eagles can easily pick up um, a good receiver in the second round. So, in my opinion, I've gone for linebacker, which is definitely a position need, and they've gone for one of the best ones in the draft. I think they need a wide receiver. Fantastic. I've got to be honest. Um, I've got them picking Justin buddy. Jefferson out of LSU. Um, I was flip-flopping between him and um, Chason as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because, you know, Brandon Graham's off as a free agent next year. It's, it's, what they, it's, it's, it's what's left of DE, really, when it, when it comes to them. But Aguilar's gone... And, and they're reportedly willing to let go of Alshon Jeffrey as well. Um, yeah, you know, there's it's it's obvious that Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs are going to go probably 11, 12, 13. But I think Jefferson's good enough for them to for, for them to want to pick him at twenty one because who's going to score touchdowns from in two years' time? And uh, you know, I I just yeah, I, I think they go wide out. Mm, yeah. No. Very well put. Thank you for that, guys. So, moving on to pick number 22 in the NFL 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. Um, 
Suk, over at you, buddy. <laughs> so I've gone for Justin Jefferson, wide receiver of LSU. So once again, we're quite we're getting we're getting quite we're close getting with, with the picks. Yeah. So direct replacement for Stefan Diggs. Uh, this guy is so productive. He had 18 touchdowns uh, last season. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. Maybe not the fastest wide receiver in the draft, but you know when you got Kirk Cousins, you don't really need to be the fastest. So. In my opinion, Justin Jefferson will be an ideal fit, um, you know, for for the Vikings' offense. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah, the reason why I went with uh, Jeff is, I mean, he's got patient feet, great coverage, comfort, and um, while his technique, you know, his body from the waist up to slow, it slows a show tempo. His feet always remain active. I was watching some tape on him yesterday. Um, the former Horn Frog star. I mean, he's reliable in man coverage. Um, he never gets caught out of position. I mean, he's a rare mixed breed of having that same amount of comfort no matter the type of coverage or area that he's located in. So, absolutely love the guy. Um, I've gone wide receiver. I've gone T Higgins from um, Clemson. Yep. So, it's it's fairly straightforward. Diggs is gone. They could, they might go cornerback as well because of uh, Xavier Rhodes is off as well. But I think uh, on my draft board, I think Higgins is a better prospect than Gladney, who's the only cornerback left um, because there's just so many good cornerbacks in this draft. So, yeah, T. Higgins, Clemson. Um, yeah, the wide receiver. Fantastic. So, we'll move on to pick number 23 in the NFL 2020 draft and the New England Patriots select... Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Now, this is a very interesting one. Um, you know, he, he checks all the boxes in terms of size and body comparison. He's got fantastic mobility and athleticism, um, capable of extending plays with his feet. Um, he hits throws on the move and taking off the ball in his hands. Um, he's mechanical and he can hit throws from a variety of arm slots. Um, I think Bill Belichick can really get the best out of him or Josh McDaniels. Um, over-the-top release that is lightning quick. Um, he does well to follow through and get his legs involved in throws. Um, Maybe a bit controversial, but it'd be very, very interesting to see what you guys have on this one. Uh, over to you, Suk. Yeah, so I think I always think with uh, the Patriots pick, you know, you can be open to picking anyone, really. Um wouldn't be shot with any picks, but I've gone for AJ Epinesa. Wow. Um so, like I said, I was quite confused. This is one of the hardest picks to make uh, with the Patriots. Absolutely, yeah. Because it seems on paper, when you look at the Patriots roster, that there's a lot of holes in there. But, you know, in reality, the way Bill Belichick runs his team, you know, he has a plan. You know, a lot of these players who we may deem not to be sort of, you know, elite players, they play in a sort of system under Bill Belichick. And that system, you know, has been successful, you know, throughout his tenure. Um, so... In terms of the way the Patriots go, I've gone for Epinesa. I just think he's um, someone that can develop under Bill Belichick. I don't see him personally going QB in the first round. Um, I don't know, who, obviously, if you guys got any more QBs coming into this draft, but I don't see him going QB. Um, I think, personally, the Patriots are going to see how things are going to go maybe in the later rounds, um, see if they can maybe pick up a QB in the second or third, maybe even the third or fourth round. Um, they've got the fourth round now from the books, obviously. Um, and if that doesn't pan out, then I imagine then they'll 
pick up a veteran player and that veteran could be Cam Newton or someone, you know, you just don't know. Um, so my, my pick is AJ Epinesa. Fantastic. Yeah, I've got Thanks for that. Suk, over um, you, Gareth, buddy. So, uh, they need to involved throw and catch thing. Um, struggle, i got to be honest. I mean, not just because of Brady. They, they don't have much depth on the field after Keel Harry. But I, I agree with Zuck is that if, if anyone's going to trade, um, it's, it's going to be them. If, if Belichick can't be bothered drafting a QB at 23, he'll see more value lower down. But they haven't done... I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a really you know, a standout pick they've made in the last like four or five years. They, they do better in free agency. You know, people want to play for him. Um, they just, they never seem to pick well. I don't know. They just, well, apart from the obvious, obviously, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they just, um, I, I've, I've gone reluctantly, love. I, I think they'll trade. Um, well, I think they'll, they'll better check a look to second and third rounders. Yeah, I just don't see Jordan Love in terms of the way he plays. He's a very, he's a very boom or bust type of prospect for me. Um, you know, he's likened to Patrick yeah. Holmes. I just don't feel that sort of the Bill Belichick style of play. But you never know. Uh, I mean, look at look at the Ravens last year. I mean, uh, or two years ago, they drafted Lamar Jackson. You wouldn't have said Lamar Jackson fit into the Ravens <laughs> style of play. When you had Joe Flacco in the centre, so fan, things fan. can change in a. And, and also as well, they need they a tight end. They tight end wide receiver, and apart from Ayuk, there's there's no one else. This point has taken a, someone in a first round tight end wide receiver because there's going to be none left, and there's there's no tight ends anyway. So I actually think he'll trade down, but no, I've got him taking love. No, Jordan Love. Marginally Stuart more successful, Love. Mr. Love. Ma- marginally more successful in uh, in in the NFL. Well, you know, he might, <laughs> no, he might no, even no. get undrafted. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, we're moving on absolutely nicely here. So we're going to move on to pick number twenty-four, New Orleans Saints, um, in the twenty-twenty NFL Draft. The New Orleans Saints select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. L-S-U. Who have you got on this one? So, I've got Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Uh, For me, um, the Saints are one of those rosters who have got sort of very little needs. They could actually go out there and maybe pick Jordan Love. Um, You you know, take take sort of a gamble, have him sit behind Drew Bruce for a a year. But I think on this occasion... They go for Patrick Queen. Um, he's another player who I like a lot. Um, he took over from Devin White after Devin White was drafted by the Bucks last year. Um, he's really stepped into his own now and become sort of a you know a primary player for LSU last season. Um, I think he was overshadowed really by some of the other players. Uh, he's certainly moved up in draft boards as well. Arguably, you could say in the sort of championship game against Clemson as well. He was probably one of the, probably the most productive defensive player. So for me, I think Patrick Queen definitely solidifies being in the first round and I see the Saints being a good fit for him. Patrick Queen. Thank you for that, Suke. LSU, um, you, yeah. Um, they, they won't draft a quarterback. They've they've put Taysom Hill on um, first-round tender. Um, sorry, on, on restricted free agents. So 
is it so so if what's that so if another team makes an offer is it they got a month yeah. to match the offer or something is it a month or a week or something so they like Hill Breeze there for another two years um yeah, Eli Apple's gone as well. They didn't really do well in, against the pass last year, like early 20s or mid-20th, so they'll go cornerback. And I yeah. got... Uh, sorry, they'll, they'll, they'll go they'll go defence and Queen's probably the best defensive player left in the draft. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, guys. So we're going to move on to pick number 25. Wow. Up to 25 already. So, in the NFL 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Denzel Mims, wide receiver, Baylor. Um, before I go over to you, Suk, for me, um, I love this guy. I actually watched tape literally half an hour before we came out of this pod tonight. And his vertical receiving mm-hmm. skills are amazing. I mean, he's big time when the ball is in the air. He's springy. He shows great elevation skills to collect the ball, even in tight spaces. Um, his flight adjustment to work himself into positions under the ball is effective to keep him in his stride um, as the football you know, is at air. So I really, really love this guy. And I'm very confident that you're going to pick him as well. So over to you. <laughs> to be Not honest, um, I, I've never heard of the guy. Oh, he's had a Western <laughs> super. Yeah, no, he's had a Western with, uh, super. No, with, in all honesty. Oh, yeah. man. I'll get good at this draft stuff, this draft yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll get good at it. No, he's he's not a bad prospect, not not at all. I mean, he's certainly up there as one of the uh, top receivers in the draft. The the only thing I worry about Denzel Mims <laughs> it's always good, always good as a wide receiver dropping drop the ball. ball. Um, <laughs> you've probably seen even some of his. <laughs> yeah, even if you if you watch some of his videos, even some of the ones he catches, some of the balls he catches. <laughs> You literally just... You definitely don't want to be known for a ball. You know, and that's a highlight (laughs) And you were saying the highlights, I mean... Yeah. So I don't... I don't sort of trust Denzel Mims in the first round, if I'm being honest. I've just, um, I've just moved my microphone and just uh, my my recording equipment. I'm now under the table hiding. Just... I could be wrong, Stuart. I could be wrong. I just... I just... I just don't see it um, from a first-round perspective. But... To be honest, the pick I'm making could be equally as controversial, and people may, um, you, you know, be as equally as surprised as this one. So, it, I've gone for um, my favorite player in the draft, believe it or not, Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Now, Vikings need to replace Xavier Rhodes, you know, after his quote unquote Pro Bowl season last year. I don't know how he got picked in the Pro Bowl last year, but. There you go. But Xavier Rhodes, he's out of the door now at Minnesota. So they need Jalen Johnson in there. He is my guy. You know, he's such a big play athlete. You know, those cornerbacks who have those enormous plays. I mean, if you guys want to YouTube him, um, there's a ma- there, there's a game against Stanford. I think it was two seasons back. Literally gets the ball, 100-yard pick six. Amazing touchdown. And I just love his big playability. You know, he's he's picked off a few nice QBs. He's picked off Eason, nice. I think even Herbert. So he's definitely got that big playability in him. So for me, Jalen Johnson. Can you can you send that link to us once this pod's over? Just yeah. I definitely love. Yeah. I've not seen that one. Yeah. Um, I've gone so corner as well. Cool. Right. I've gone over Jeff. I love Green Rock. 
love agreeing with Zuck. Gone a corner. Gone. It's, it's like gives me comfort because I know that you know if one of us is wrong, then we're both going to get ruined. So I've gone Jeff Gladney. I've gone corner. Um, Texas Christian, as, as I said earlier on, you know, Rhodes, Rhodes is gone. They need a wide receiver first, then they need a cornerback. So, fairly straightforward to me. I don't, um, I think this is going to come down to the kind of corner they pick. Um, it is going to be a bit finicky. Do you know that word? Or is that a Welsh thing? Finicky. Have you heard of that? Finicky is like, no, no, fin- finicky's like a bit, you know, intricate and nobody really knows what's going okay, on. Nicky, no, I um, don't know. But they, they'll go corner and I think Gladney's the, the best corner left at 25. Yeah, wide receiver corner. Hmm. Sorry? Yeah. One thing, I, sorry to interrupt you there, I was just going to say one thing I was considering um, doing just for a bit of a laugh, nah, really, instead of Jamie yeah, Johnson, I was no going to pick uh, Trevon Diggs, so Stefan Diggs. Brother. He's already said he's not going to. I think that would have been a funny I think if they just both released a statement, they're not both of them, Stephon, but really, I think it's one of those things. <laughs> I get that. But it's my it's, mock draft, it's, it's like, it? so remember in the school wanna, disco when like um, somebody Stephon, walked up to two people who were mates and said, oh, do you fancy each other? And they obviously did, and they went, no, no, what are you on about? No, he probably does want to go there, but no, it's not happening. Play. So we're now on to 26 pick. So in the NFL 2020 draft, the 26 pick, the Miami Dolphins select Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. Over to you, Suk. So I've gone for the first safety off the board, Xavier McKinney. Nice. So in my opinion, Dolphins last season traded away. Yeah, and I, thank, your boys. thank God. Yeah. Thank the, the Lord. Pick, yeah, was it was our 18. Yeah, it was. Thank yeah. the Lord. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. A saviour. So, a saviour. Exactly. So the Dolphins need a replacement. Now, they're not obviously getting a like-for-like replacement, but certainly he is someone who can play all over the field. Um, may not be as good as Minka, but certainly he's going to be a solid starter for them. So I think it's definitely a position of need. And if there's no safeties off the board, you might as well take one now. Now's the right time than ever. So, yeah, McKinney for me. Fantastic. Um, the reason why I selected Josh Jones is, you know, he, he's got pass set, he's got length, he's got balance, he's got great hand technique. He lacks in football IQ, you know, ideally um, to see a four-year starter uh, from a fundamentals perspective. Um, he needs to work on framing, footwork, patience, um, but he's got athleticism. Um, he's pretty awesome to watch him pull you know, off the backside and runs and release escape across the second levels. Stuff. So, i got Ezra I like Cleveland. Um, Gareth? A tackle from Boyce. Got, I, I, as, I, as, as, as I said earlier, um, I'm really not sure about this yeah, pick. Yeah, sweet. I, I'm... I'm listening to Zuck now. I'm thinking, yeah, uh, I completely forgot they traded Minka to us. I can't be honest. I just thought, he, I just thought, he, I just thought he like, I just thought he dropped out of the sky as an answer <laughs> to all our defensive needs. Like, and just you know, he was the savior. Um, so yeah, but um, but um, yeah, no, I, I I really don't know about this. I've got yeah, Cleve. I've gone QB for the first three rounders, the Tank Kings, the Dolphins, um, QB all line, all line. Either him or Ruiz, I don't know, but I've, I've gone Cleveland. Yeah, they just oh, they've just got to score points and stop getting sacked. If it makes you, 
he sounds like an indie guitarist, doesn't he? He sounds like he's going to drop some album about you know uh, surfing or something. I don't know. Or was that George Ezra in it? Yeah, Ezra Cleveland. After the Dolphins, after the Dolphins ruin his career, maybe he can be an indie guitarist. I don't know. Moving on, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. We're moving on now. We're we're getting on lovely. We're now on to pick number twenty-seven in the NFL twenty twenty draft. At the twenty-seventh pick, the Seattle Seahawks select. Oh, I need to pronounce this. Utah Say it again. Ross, Maple, <laughs> you Ed, Penn State. Good effort. It's something. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've got the same pick. Um, right, come on, Suk. How, how are we saying his name? Okay, so I've been teaching. This is a funny story. I've been teaching my four-year-old and the seven-year-old this name um, because my, my oldest is he's fascinated about the draft and. Um, We've done it in a very odd Mexican accent, even though he's not Mexican. Have you ever watched the film Coco? Yes. Oh, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I've watched that religiously with my kids. Yeah, so basically we've said it in... We say his name in a way as if we were a <laughs> character from Coco, so it's Yeto Gros Matos. <laughs> just another... I love these national stereotypes are just coming thick and fast. Matos. Really, like so, so, anyway, yeah. right, Suk, Suk, Suk. Right, right, guys, backtrack. So, for the 27th pick in the NFL 2020 draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Yutras Gross Matos, Edge, Penn State. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for this. I love it. I love it. Anyway, over to you, Suk. (laughs) Yeah, so the reason why is... um... He's gone. He's gone. I'm, I'm going to need to take the headphones off for a second. Like, keep, no keep going soon. I'll, I'll yeah. keep talking. So, they need a replacement. So, they need a replacement for Jaday Young Clowney. Yeah. Wow. Go on in. No. He's not coming back. He's back. It's Stuart coming back, though. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. So, Stuart's no, I'm back, back, but Clowney isn't. Yeah, so what I was saying is Stuart's back, but Clowney is... Do you know why he's not coming back? So, do you know why he's not coming back? Do you know how much money he wants? Do you see how I put that? It's quite 20 mil. Like yeah. <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, this player ideally needs to put on a bit of weight, but I think Pete Carroll will certainly work with him uh, and he'll be a great fit. I think the less we say his name now moving forward in this podcast, the better. <laughs> I just, I, I, I honestly, uh, so so. Well, we're obviously, uh, well, we'll keep this going. But um, I'm going to get um, Suk's son on this podcast in the next week or two um, because his love for the NFL is absolutely fantastic. I'm now going to get my son on, and they're both going to talk about. I can't even say his name because I'll just go into bits. Um, but we're going to talk about number twenty-seven Seahawks. You, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So anyway, um, Clevon Chesson. Clevon Chesson. He's the edge rusher. He comes off the edge and uh, you know he sucks the quarterback. Clevon Chesson. They they pass rush. They don't. Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. They, Why are you think of Joey Barton? What Joey Barton I'm isn't French or an NFL player? What do you want about? Playing in France. <laughs> 
because. <laughs> oh, when he, no, when he played yeah, for it, yeah, when, when he came, came out to the press conference and started talking. Have you ever seen his yeah. YouTube yeah. video? He is the angriest man in the world, isn't he? Marseille. Like, yeah, I've gone chase on. Yeah. yeah. They, they only sacked French. the quarterback 28 times last year. Um, I don't think Ezekiel <laughs> so, has resigned as well. He awesome. might have. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. Um, yeah, they need edge, and I had um, Chase on. I think he's. I think he's better. I think he's going to go higher than Yetal um, Gross Matos. <laughs> there we are. Well done. <laughs> Who are we on to? That's so good. <laughs> Oh, you've, you've yeah. ended these guys. You've absolutely ended. Good, Roger Goodall's Wi-Fi's died. Number yeah, Roger Goodall's basement is like he hasn't got any wireless <laughs> left. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, right, compose yourself. So, on to the number twenty-eight pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU. Um, over at you, Suk, for this one. So I've got Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle. Um, so I'm, this is a direct quote from their GM, Eric DaCosta. The Ravens want to build what? their offense where it becomes undefendable. That's not even a word. So in my eyes, you're either looking at two positions there. Okay. You're either looking for a <laughs> undefendable. I'm, go- I'm yes, Googling that's that. That's what he said. That's his words. Undefendable. So, yeah, so you can do that in two ways, in my opinion, which is either getting a wide receiver, you know, get um, Stewart's boy who keeps dropping passes in Denzel Mims, or you get Isaiah Wilson, <laughs> the offensive tackle. Uh, um, I, I do fancy him take another tackle mm-hmm. off the board at this point. Um, you know, they could go guard as well, you know, obviously with, you know, Marshall Yanda, but at the same time, I don't see the value at this position to get a guard at 28. Um, so I'm going for Isaiah Wilson, especially with all the tackles going off the board now. I think it's uh, it's going to be one of them where Ravens. I've gone linebacker. I've gone Kenneth one. Murray, Oklahoma. They you, do Gareth? need a guard. They do. Um, <clears throat> God, he's he's terrorised us so many times. Yander, Tewitt and Hayward, um, Stu. That they were like dancing. That they were like round each other's houses or something when when he announced his um when he announced his retirement and they had like they went down the shop to get loads of beer and yeah. Because the guy's just a complete nightmare. So CJ Mosley needs replacing. Um, so I think they go linebacker because I don't think Ruiz is enough. Um, and I, th- I think Mosley's a better. I think um, sorry, I think Murray's a better a better player than Ruiz. It was the only um, offensive lineman I got. I've got left. So here's um, I think I think I told you this. So can I? Only three guards in NFL history have been selected to eight or more Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl. Alan Fanica, Larry Allen, and Yander. What a player. Yeah. I salute you from the other side of the AFC North. I salute you. What a player. <laughs> wow. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, wow, we're on to pick number 29 now. So yep. we're going to move on to the Tennessee Titans. Um, for all our listeners, I'm very sorry that I need to pronounce who I'm going to pronounce. But in the NFL 2020 draft, the Tennessee Titan, Titans pick. No, I, I, I can't even do it. Egg Bonnie, the cornerback from I Auburn. I absolutely struggle. Wilfred Bonnie. Wilfred Bonnie. Egg Bonnie. Egg Bonnie. Egg Bonnie. Egg Bonnie. Egg Bonnie. No, Egg Bonnie. 
Auburn. Yeah, man, that's a killer. He's a good corner. Yeah, that's who I've got. Auburn. Um, for me, I mean, it's for him that that press technique. You know, he's up in your face, bad intentions early. He's absolutely brutal. Elite play strengths for a college CB. Um, he can jar back receivers onto their, you know, their heels, forcing false steps and re-releases. He's so aggressive in the jams and the predetermined with the punch to throw. I absolutely love this guy. Um, over to you, Suk. So I've gone for a no-bomb player, but I've not gone for him. So I want to give you a quote from this player because this is going to make you guys laugh as well. So apologies already. This is a direct quote from, and from the Senior Bowl. This is what he said. I ain't on no headlines, in handcuffs, no mugshots, no nothing. I'm out here just physically abusing my man. I can literally go wow. out there and hit a man consistently and pound him. Do you, and do you, know, do you know what I love, him. right? I love when people say, <laughs> Gallif, say I love it when people Marlon pick themselves up for doing obvious things. Like, you know, I, I, I ain't out there. I ain't out there getting arrested. No, you, you shouldn't be, mate. You know, you shouldn't be getting arrested. Well, why, why is that a badge of honour? You know? God's sake, you know, I, I I have a job. Well, you should have a job. <laughs> yeah. But Marlon Davidson, I think he's going to, Mike Vrabel is going to absolutely love this dude. Um, he's probably a bit high, um, admittedly, but when you, when you can say that in front of the press, you've got my vote, sir. So I think, I did look at offensive line, obviously, look, you know, they lost Jack Conklin, Huge loss, but at the same time, <laughs> I can't. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, he's a proper abuser. <laughs> oh, Literally God. can't. That's what Let's it is. Let's move on. <laughs> um, um, I've got Yetta Gross Matos. Um, <laughs> and that's how, I, you, that's how I say his name. Yeah. T- uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't oh, get him started. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, so Jared Casey, he's gone on me. They got a strength of defense, um, you know. But yeah, that's it. Uh, but but then again, they, they could yeah. go corner as well. So I think whatever. Um, I think they go defensive tackle first. But if, if there's a cornerback, if there's a cornerback that's left, maybe if Gladney's a bit it hasn't been picked, or even Terrell. I don't know if if um, if you know if Jags go. Um, yeah. You know if if Jags go defensive end instead, but um, they, they'll go defense. No, Logan Ryan has been resigned. No, 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 no. Yeah, they haven't resigned uh, Logan Ryan, have yeah. they? Not sure what, where he's going to end up. Yeah, it's probably not. He's probably not player. good value. Is he? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's asking for too much. Why he's still a free agent? Mm. Yeah. So we're almost there, guys. This has been absolutely awesome. Um, so we're going with pick number thirty, the Green Bay Packers. I'm going with Jeremy Chin, safety, Southern Illinois. Over to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. What, what is he smoking? No, I wouldn't go for him, not by a hair of uh, <laughs> Harry Chin Chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've gone, Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> so I've gone for T. Higgins, wide receiver cleansing. Um Player I like a lot. I did look at Ezra Cleveland at this pick, but decided the Packers fans need a wide receiver to go with Devontae Adams. Um, he's great at the contested catches, and who better to throw contested catches at you than Aaron Rodgers? 
he can throw at those little tight windows. And Higgins is going to be the man to get them in the end zone. Um, Full stop. Yeah, so oh, I've got Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver. They've got, they've got to go wide receiver. I don't know, if they, if they go safety, then that's a misclick on the keyboard. And they've just, I don't know, sent the wrong text or something. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll go defence. Um, but then again, I don't know, I, I flip, I am denied about this. You know, Bakhtiari might be off as a free agent. There's rumours. Um, Bulaga's gone. Um, but they then they do need that number two to, 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 to go with Adams, you know. And and also, I think as well, is a look, look, how, look how well Schuster did in our first year with us, too. You know, I mean, if, if you got that marquee first wide receiver and you're coming in, you know, top draft pick well within within 32 you're going to get catches you really are it's an attractive place to play Green Bay if you're a wide receiver um, so yeah but they, they, they've just got to improve their, their, their passing game they racked 17th last year even with you know number 12 slinging it up like you know so yeah wide receiver <clears throat> um, or they might go offensive offensive line I think um, well I'll talk about it in my next pick now but yeah, I've got Ayako in there. I think you'd do well as well. Thank you so much for that, Gareth. So we'll move on to, wow, the 31st pick. Um, so in the NFL 2020 draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Jalen Rieger, wide receiver, TCU, um, for me, it's all about his um, vertical receiving skills. He's devastating, you know, a devastating vertical. Um, easy speed to blow post defenders. He'd bite on the double moves, fall into sick, you know, quick. Just absolutely solid. He shows really good body control to a high point. Um, absolutely love this guy. Suit, it's all yours. Go on, Ez. Don't... So we've finally got Ezra Cleveland on the board. Um from Boise State. So, for me, they could go wide... Well, no, they couldn't go wide receiver. They got their wide receiver, sorry. Um, so, now they need an offensive tackle. Joe Staley is 35 years old. How much does he have left, you know? Um, I know they drafted Mike McGlinchey last year, but at the same time, you can have, never have too many tackles in the draft. Um, ideally, they trade out of this pick and accumulate more picks. Um but at the minute, if they're at the 31 position, they go for Ezra Cleveland. Ooh. Well, I, I don't think they'll be a 31. Nice. Um, I don't think they need um, a 31st pick. Uh, I've got to be honest. I think they're okay at 13 with whoever's left from Lamb, Jody and Ruggs. And they probably go Ruggs because of Samuel and Kittle in the middle. But um, if they are a 31, I think they'll go Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz, offensive lineman, Michigan. Um, Joe Staley's 36. I didn't know he was 36. He's, he's only got a couple of years left. So they've had their wide receiver. Um, you know, they, they need some of the backup, Travis Benjamin, whichever way they go, wide receiver, OT. And I think they go offensive tackle. And again, it's, it's one. It's, but he's he's in the middle, only. You know, he's meat. He's, he's meat. More of a center, to so, be honest. But there, there's, there's so many. Like that OT centre conundrum coming out of college football. There's so many centres that have been turned into OTs, or and OTs have been, been turned into centres. Like the, the the skills you need at both positions is, I mean, snapping is the only really. I mean, that's that's the only digression, isn't it? You know, um, so the same kind of player, and I and I think that 
the, the NFL's got enough of a track record in turning X player into Y player. But um, yeah, Ruiz, offensive line, the Michigan boy, protecting Jimmy G to the Super Bowl again. No, I hope not. <laughs> so, wow. On to the final pick from 1 to 32. For me, and for everyone else, I don't care what you think, in the NFL 2020 draft, pick number 32, the Kansas City Chiefs select the Andre Swift running back, Georgia. Um, for me, I absolutely love this guy. I mean, his pass catching, I mean, he's got such a, an amazing profile. He's got multiple of like adjustment catches that include tracking ability down the field or extension catches. He's got soft hands out of the frame. He runs a full route tree, like the positions were occasional, aligned out wide, explosive cuts. I absolutely love this guy. Don't fail me. It's the last one, guys. Come on. Be on the same page. Well, you know, when we spoke earlier, I did say I picked no running backs in the first round. Um, I was very close to picking DeAndre Swift, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. But for me, I think the Chiefs have other needs as well. Um, there's still plenty of running backs to go around in the other rounds. So I've gone for Zach Bond, linebacker uh, from Wisconsin. Um, in my opinion, that's one weakness the Chiefs had last season. I can't remember the exact number, but I think they were sort of 20 six or something against the run. They weren't very good, put it that way. They need a leader at the linebacking court. Um, <coughs> another player who has also gone up draft boards, quality pass rusher, something the Chiefs desperately Zach need Bourne. at the stage. Zach Bourne all the way, man. Right, yeah, I'll give you some stats, right? Of course well, it is. It's got to be, right? The Chiefs are pathetic. Right, no, listen to this, right? You can yes, take him. Your- no, 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 no. I, I've, I've, got, I've got the talking glass. Okay. You're purposely so, no, doing just this. kidding. So, right. This Patrick Mahomes was the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> leading Russia for two playoff games heading into the Super Bowl. Okay, yes, they need to run him back, but they've they've massively struggled against the run. They were terrible against it. They, they've okay, all right, maybe not terrible. I'm I'm hamming I'm hamming up a bit now, but um, they've they've got to go inside linebacker. They've they just got they've just got to go inside linebacker. Um, and they'll go Zach Bond. Then a big stopper. Russian yards allowed jumps out massively. So, oh, but then again, do they need a running back? I don't know. No, they don't. No, they're going to get no, no, they don't. No, no. Just to justify our decision, all I'm going to say is if you go on to the Chiefs roster, well, why can't they stop the run then? <laughs> They've got six linebackers on their roster. Two of them are... What, what, what I'm saying is two of them. Two of them if you click on their profile, they don't, they're not, they don't even got a profile on Wikipedia. So you're left with four linebackers, Anthony Hitchens, Ben Neiman, Dorian O'Daniel... They ranked 23rd of, 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 well. out of everyone. 23rd of 32 in Russian yards. How do they get the Super Bowl? What what did inside linebackers do against them? Did they have did they play like we used to play that game NFL Madden NFL Blitz where you can just freeze people before the before the play? 
did they have did they like did they do that to TJ you know I don't know 23 32 can't think of, can't think why but they need they need a run stopper I think um, we know Zach Bang, the, the big Wisconsin big unit um yeah <laughs> that's me that's my draft wow we did wow it. It's not bad. We Never thought we'd get there. Absolutely incredible. Never thought we'd get there. What, what was the worst pick then? Indeed. <laughs> I know. I, I, probably all mine. The, the way it's... No, probably my Mickey Betson's <laughs> going to be... Uh, that's the one that's going to stir a lot of controversy, him going at four, which I completely understand people's views on why they think he shouldn't go four, but... Just from my personal standpoint, mm. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to do something a bit, you know, out yeah. there. Because there's always one pick in the draft that makes I... you go, ooh, or ah. And I, I just thought Mickey Bexon would be it. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Herbert thing top, that was interesting. Top four's a lot. Um, and then, then it's going to be 5 there. 6 that where they go in. But I really honestly think, right, if Tua doesn't go 6, he is going to drop because people are going to be scared to take him. They're just going to be like, what do people know? Blah 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 blah. If if the Chargers don't take him a six, mm. I don't think the Dolphins will. Yeah. Then I'm locking down, and there's not many other teams that need a quarterback. Maybe the Patriots. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I, I've only picked three quarterbacks in this draft. Um, I've only picked is it four wide receivers? No, mm. I know we're talking about wide receivers, but I think. It's more the fact that there's so much depth. Yeah. Teams now are willing to go to the second round and get a top wide receiver. Mm. You look at the Titans last season, they got AJ Brown last season, second round pick. You know, teams are not afraid to sort of, you know, look at those second third, and third round prospects, knowing they're going to yeah. get, you know, a top yeah. player. Where did Juju go? So that's going to be, I can't wait, man. Can't wait for Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Exactly. No, exactly. it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I just, honestly, I just want to thank you guys for, for being part of this. You know, it's it's been a new venture, a new a new journey. And it's the first time I've ever had to try and host a podcast and bring you guys on board and bringing this to life. It's absolutely fantastic. So I hope you guys are safe. Um, I wish you, honestly, all the best. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it live, yeah. No problem. Night live. We're yeah. going to do a, a, yeah, a big... watch party. Yeah, I'll watch it live. I've got work the next day, but things like this, I mean, I've always I've always stayed up to watch at least the Bucks' first draft pick. Um, so I remember, I remember one year, I think it was the Vita Veil one where we sort of traded down and I was like, oh God, you know, having to stay awake a bit longer, but it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's going to be, you know, a very unique experience. But at the same time, I'm not. So, I'm not getting my hopes up that it's going to be enjoyable to yeah, watch. I mean, we we spoke earlier, Suk, and you absolutely again hit on the nail. Is um, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but I, obviously because I was in lockdown at home, I don't. I got the the WWE pass or whatever it is. And then, Network. yeah, and then when yeah. the players walked out and there was no crowd, I was a bit like, oh, this is, this is strange. 
really strange. You, know, you need you need an audience. I mean, the NFL draft is seeing those reactions live. Like you remember when Baker Mayfield got drafted, and you heard the oohs, you know, from the Browns and everyone else around them, the shock. You yeah. Know, he was drafted. You miss. You're going to miss those sort of moments, you know. Uh, and I think it's a tremendous shame because Las Vegas would have been, you know, a fantastic venue. But hopefully next year maybe they can, they can do that. Ch- it's a shame. Ch- that Chase Young was well, talking you know, about them. He had a Gucci suit lights, commissioned for you know, the draft. If Vegas, Gucci phoned him up. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, Gu- Gucci. I mean, you know, he's he's selling himself <laughs> as this humble, really? homegrown guy. But I'm not quite sure that getting a Gucci suit commission for yourself quite, you know, correlates with that. But um, yeah, so now he's, um, he's, he's kind of relegated to t-shirt and shorts or whatever in, in, his, in his bedroom and he, he was joking about, but I want to watch it because I want to watch the screw ups. Something is going to go wrong and I want to be there when it goes wrong. And I want someone to miss their draft pick. Um, and I think it's going to be really funny. I got to be honest. I think something is going to go wrong. Yeah. Here's a here's a question. Patriots, a question. because they can't Which do anything think's most about both. To get involved in that Whether, the, Rob, Robert Kraft Ooh. finds himself wandering into you know destinations yeah. of ill repute. <laughs> Um, which he honestly didn't know that was, you know, a legal governor. Um, they're sitting on balls so Brady can throw it better. No, they couldn't lie straight in bed. If they swallow the nail, they'd shit the corkscrew. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots Bengals. It would be Patriots Bengals, obviously, because of Joe Burrow as well. It would just be a, a repeat of that. Um, so, anyway, guys, we're going to wrap up this yeah. show. Um, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time. Um, for the fans listening in, I hope you've enjoyed this. It's been so good. Um, <laughs> I'm still thinking of Coco and listening to Mexican names in my head now. Um, and and <laughs> can't deal with it. But anyway, guys, have a good day. You guys got anything you want to say before we sign out? I can't beat that. Yet the cross, Marcos. <laughs> Take care, man. Right. <laughs>